0: There's one thing I know, one thing I know, when it comes to Orlando magic, there's never a doubtin'. Okay, that was that was that was not my best pun. I promise I will be better throughout the rest of the show with more puns, more terrible jokes, and more mediocre magic analysis. You are locked on magic. Your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 14th, 2021. My name is Philip ross I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter. At Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we will talk about Jeff Doughton and the Orlando Magic's game winning basket to defeat the Boston Celtics in their final preseason game. We'll break down that whole preseason game, go through the box score like we usually do, and I'll explain why the Magic through this preseason may have found their elusive identity. We'll talk about all that as we recap the preseason today and tomorrow, but today we'll talk about the game against Celtics coming up here on Locked On Magic. Before we do that, though, I do want to thank you all for making Locked On Magic part of your daily rotation. Whether we're your first listen, your second listen, what you listen to at noon, what you listen to on the way home, we truly appreciate you listening to our show. We are free and available on all platforms, plus we're streaming live on YouTube almost every day. Um, Like I've said, I am experimenting a little bit with some of my recording times. I'm looking at recording more in the mornings rather than in the evenings. So you'll have the chance to join me live. I do want the interaction. I think that's one of my that's one of my big goals for the season is to get more live interaction on the show. So whether we're doing a live show uh, with Spotify Greenroom or whether we're doing it here on YouTube, always feel free to drop me a line and ask questions. We're here for you. Remember the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. So. The Atlanta Magic played their final preseason game, and it was actually a really good game. You know, I, 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 you hear me all the time, I say this, my goal for the Magic in the preseason every year, I say every, every, every year, is get be better at the end of the preseason than you were at the beginning. Progressively get better. Um, and while there's certainly been, were, were some bumps in the road, and, and yeah, the Celtics didn't play at any of their veterans. Jason Tatum didn't play. Jalen Brown obviously didn't play. Al Horford obviously didn't play. Marcus Smart sat out. Dennis Schroeder sat out. So take everything with a grain of salt. We know the Magic still have a long way to go. We're we're not going to sit here and say triumphantly the Magic are great this year. They're going to really win a lot of games this year because of what we saw in Wednesday's game or through the preseason. But, you know, I do have to say the way the Magic played on Wednesday to me was really impressive. Um, You know, I think. There's a lot of, you know, I think one of the big things that we're learning about this team is how they deal with adversity, how they deal with, you know, getting punched a little bit. And they're going to get punched a lot this year. And, you know, the New Orleans game was a setback in that they, they, they took a punch and they didn't really punch back at the end of the game um, and allowed a close game to balloon into a blowout, into a blowout loss. But the Boston game, the Magic were in control. They played really, really well. The San Antonio game, sure. The Magic had their struggles. They 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 let go of the rope a little bit defensively early, but they fought their way back in that game and gave themselves a chance to win. And in this game, a really tug of war, back and forth affair throughout the whole course of the game. Uh, and the Magic just kept fighting back. Every time it looked like Boston was going to take the lead, or Orlando just couldn't quite get over the hump. You could feel that frustration, maybe that Orlando wasn't going to be able to get back in this game. And you know, I was looking at the box score during the course of the game, and I kept thinking. You know, the Magic are shooting pretty well. Yeah, you know, the three-point shots aren't falling at the rate they probably want, but that's okay. The Magic aren't shooting particularly well. Or the Magic are shooting well. Boston isn't shooting particularly well. How are the Magic losing this game? And you looked at it, it was, you know, three. Uh, the Celtics weren't even shooting threes that great. The Celtics were converting on a lot of turnovers. The Magic just couldn't quite get over that hump. But you always got the sense that the Magic were, you know, still in the mix if they could keep if they could keep. And obviously they started cycling in their bench players in the fourth quarter. Uh, and but and, but still kept enough players in there to make you feel like they were going for the win. And both teams were going for the win. It was, you know, regardless of preseason, it was an entertaining game. And, and, and I think you learned a lot about the team in the course of the action. The Magic were down six, I think, late in the fourth quarter and really had to scratch and claw to give themselves a chance. And they missed, you know, I think it was like three opportunities to take the lead. Every time Boston would score to make it a three-point game. Orlando would bring it back down to one. Um, but then when Orlando had a chance to go up by one, they'd they miss a shot. They wouldn't execute cleanly. They wouldn't get a good look to go down. It just the little things that, that are, they're going to have to win, but they stuck with it. And you got to give a lot of credit to the team's defense. you got to give a lot of credit to Jeff Doughton for making the big play at the end of the game. Uh, for those that didn't see it. Orlando was down by one with 30 seconds to play after I think it was Cole Anthony, Mr. Shot. Cole Anthony was, was gunning for the win. He really wanted that game winning shot last night. Um, and the Magic needed to stop with 30 seconds left to give themselves a chance to win this game. Uh, to, to put themselves in, a, you know, obviously if three would have, if they'd given up a two, the three would still have tied it. But they no one wants overtime in preseason. Um, the magic the magic needed to stop to get a chance to make to, to, to get the win and and that they should want they should want to win. This is you know final preseason game your own own three at this point. you need to get wins. Wins should still matter. And so Orlando played some really good defense. they got a really good contest on Garrison Matthews three in the corner. they got the miss Robin Lopez got the rebound and he kicked it out to Jeff Dowden. there's about 10 seconds left and you know I got to give the Amway Center crowd a lot of credit It was my first game inside the Amway Center last night. The crowd was really into it. They, You could feel the rise on that final play. Everyone knew there was a big play happening. The crowd responded. It was loud. It was energetic. It was exactly what you want to see from, from this group. Again, everyone played their part perfectly in this one. Uh, but Jeff Downton, who played on the Magic Summer League team, got the ball, and he said after the game, he just knew he had to get into the paint. And that's something he's really good at, but he's also really good at getting stuck in the paint. Um, so he gets in the paint kind of stops on two feet, pivots around, um, and is looking, I think for, it really felt like he was looking for an outlet, but then he looked up at the clock, knew there was a little time left, and took this beautiful fadeaway shot that went in. And the Magic got to celebrate a win with two-tenths of a second left. Orlando was able to hold on for the 103-102 win. Like I said, and we'll dive into the box score here in a minute, a lot of really good things in this game. I thought the Magic's defense was pretty much on point. You know, we know there are some weaknesses. We know uh, the rebounding still is still an issue. We know they still give up a few too many three pointers because they're just they they collapse really quickly. Um, and I think some of that's by design. I think I think the Magic want anyone in the paint to have kind of two bodies on them. Um, that's kind of the big thing I've noticed. They're they're definitely trapping the post a lot more. That's something that's something that's been pretty consistent throughout the course of the preseason. Uh, and so when you do that and, and you're not effective with it yet, or or it's not, or you're, you're giving up something. And that something is usually a kick out to three point line. That something is usually rebounding position. Um, I would like to see the magic clean up their rebounding, uh, the three point shooting. I, I think some of it's kind of, you know, I think three point shooting is a skill, but some of it is also random. Um, and so I, I, would like to see the magic be a lot more effective on the glass. That's that's still my biggest concern about this team's defense is you got to be able to finish possessions. Um, I'd have to go back and look at the tape, but I, I would imagine, uh, a not insignificant portion of three pointers come off of offensive rebounds off of the magic being unable to finish their strong defensive possession. So that's something that's going to have to be worked on and continue to be cleaned up uh, as the team gets right, re- gets through these games and gets, gets ready for the regular season now. Um, uh, but the magic's defense was pretty soft. Um, you know, again, the energy is there. The, the the intensity is there for the most part, the magic do good things defensively. And, and I think there's, there's a lot to say. And and when the Magic are, are able to string together a couple energy plays, um, whether it's on offense or defense, you do feel that energy kind of cascading and building them. They, this, this, I think momentum is going to be a real thing. I think this team is going to run really hot and really cold. Um, when they're really cold, they're going to be really bad. But when they're really hot, when they're really feeling it, if, if those stretches last long enough, they're going to be in a lot of games. They're going to be really kind of pesky to, to defend. Um, in the second quarter, the Magic went to a 2-3 zone. It was noticeable. I mean, it was something that you know, Coach Mosley said after the game. You know, they they kind of did on the fly. They just wanted to try. They wanted to try it out. They want that available as a changeup. Obviously, Mosley coming from the Rick Carlisle tree, and Rick Carlisle really innovated zone defenses in the NBA as as sort of a a changeup and, and a different way of looking at things. In Boston, honestly, I thought they really struggled with it. Um, I thought the Ma- you know, one was really impressed about the way the Magic ran their two three was they still ran it within their man principles. Um. They're still really into the ball. Usually when you see a 2-3 zone, you're kind of hanging back. You're just kind of keeping your arms up. You're not really guarding the ball um, at the top of the key unless they're like right by the three-point line. The Magic instead were like really up into their man in that 2-3 zone, and they had the, the wing players kind of play passing lane. So like Franz Wagner was sitting in the passing lane, arms up. And, and let me tell you something. Um, we'll get we'll talk more about Franz a little bit later. You don't understand Franz Wagner's length watching him on TV. Um, I, I will say that. Like uh, I came away from watching Franz Wagner live a lot more impressed with him than I did watching him on TV. Um, you know, again, that's, that's, I don't know what that says, but um, Wagner's length is really good. And I just sat there, you know, the magic were pretty effective. They gave up a few threes. It wasn't perfect. I'm not going to sit here and say the magic were perfect with the, with this segment of the game that they ran the two three. And I might do a little bit, a little bit of a playbook on what the magic were trying to do with that two, three zone. Um, but, the Magic were really wide. They were getting their arms out. They were getting in passing lanes. Um, imagine running that 2-3 zone with that ball pressure with like Jalen Suggs and Gary Harris up top or Marco Foltz and Gary Harris or Marco Foltz and Jalen Suggs up top with like Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba, Chimo Kiki, or Jonathan Isaac, Wendell Carter, and Chumo Kiki on the bottom or Franz Wagner on the bottom. It, that's a lot of length. And I do want to give Jamal Mosley a lot of credit. This pressure defense that he's implementing – I think really has something to it because of the length that he has at his disposal. And again, I think the two-three zone that we saw on, in Wednesday's game—you know, just a little taste of it—I think that's something they're going to go back to. I, I really think that that's going to be a part of the Magic's defense and, and part of their strategy when you know they feel they need to mix something up when they need to kind of throw a curveball at their opponents. You know, mostly has mostly has shown us that he is more than willing to experiment, and, and that's you know both a little scary because it's risky. That's also exciting because there's a lot of potential and, and this was a lineup and this was a formation. Like I didn't even, you know, I, I've never, you know, honestly, I've never seen a team run a pressure two, three zone like this. Um, and, and it was really, really effective. And you have the tools and the players to make it work. And obviously it's the NBA. They figure stuff out quick. Um, So you don't want to use it too much and you don't, it's not your base defense. But again, you're, you're seeing how Mosley is really deploying the magic's length effectively and hoping to get some steals and hoping to get, into passing lanes and, you know, having, you know, honestly like a big part of this is, you know, as much as I love Nikola Vucevic, a big part of this is you have shot blockers behind you and Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter that can clean up messes. Um, You know, you wouldn't, I don't think you'd be able to run this kind of defense with Nikola Vucevic. He just get, he just get too exposed on the back end. You kind of, you kind of needed to be a little more conservative with a player like Vucevic with a player like Bamba. If if, he, if Bamba continues to play the way that he's been playing, there was a play early in the first quarter, that, that I remember distinctly. And again, this is something that I don't think you catch unless you're you're watching the game in person live. Um, Franz Wagner went for a steal and missed, but Mo Bamba was there in the paint to deter any any attack to the rim. And that got that, would, that allowed Wagner to get back into the play. Um, again, those are little things that you don't really think about, but the length matters. The the length, the width matters. And so you, you know, again, you, you look ahead, you add a Jonathan Isaac to that mix, you add a chumo Kiki to that mix. Now you've now you're really kind of finding it difficult to get into the lane. It's 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 all it's all fascinating and really really interesting. Um, offensively, you know I think the Magic are still kind of getting through their sets uh, and still kind of implementing what they want to implement. Um, there are some really good moments offensively. There are some really bad moments offensively. And I think that's just going to be the reality. This was a, a, what I was really encouraged by was the Magic didn't shoot the three ball um, particularly well in this game, but they were still able to stay to stay competitive and stay in the game. And again, some of that is the opponents. Some of that. Um, is a bunch of other different things, but I think the Magic did a really good job pushing the pace, getting up tempo, uh, and getting into the lane. We'll go through the box score. We'll talk a little bit more about individual performances in this game coming up here in just a moment, but the Orlando Magic defeat the Boston Celtics 103-102 on Jeff Doughton's no-doubter fadeaway jumper uh, with 2.2 seconds left. We'll talk more about this game coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at sweatblock. Look, I live in central Florida. It doesn't matter that it's mid-October. It is hot. It is always hot in Florida until like December. And then there's like three random days where it's in the thirties and it's not hot. But even then you go from outdoors to inside and you start sweating. It's, sweat is just a fact of life here in central Florida. And so you need a product that's going to help prevent sweat to make sure you look your best, no matter what you're doing throughout the course of the day is you don't want to be sweating through your shirt. You don't want to be sweating through anything. So get the number one product in Amazon's antiperspirant category, that's SweatBlock. SweatBlock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. Um, you simply apply it at night before be- bedtime, go to bed and the next morning, you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat guarantee. I know this is going to sound too good to be true, but you literally only have to use SweatBlock once or twice a week, and it keeps you dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking your shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with sweat problems, you have to check out SweatBlock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code LOCKEDON or at Amazon and CVS. Again, get it today at sweatblock.com with promo code LOCKEDON or at Amazon or CVS. Once again, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your daily routine, whether we're your first listen of the day, whether we're, we're your first listen at lunch, whether you, we your first listen on your way home from work or on your way to the game. We truly appreciate you joining us here on Locked On Magic every day or however many times you do during the week. Of course, here on Locked On Magic, we're preparing for the beginning of the NBA regular season next Wednesday. I want to keep you involved a whole lot more. I'm hoping to record at more normal times, not late at night. Um, we'll be doing morning shows, um, so we'll be we'll certainly be available for you every day before noon at the very very at the very very latest. Um, we'll be live on YouTube. You can subscribe to our YouTube page as well to interact more directly with the show. I'm also planning some YouTube exclusive content like pregame shows. I am planning a pregame show on Wednesday, probably go from about eight to eight thirty before tip off. Um, to answer your questions and to talk about the Magic's game against the San Antonio Spurs. So we'll be doing a lot of more interactive stuff here on Locked On Magic this year. We're really excited for the season and really excited for you to join us here on Locked On Magic. Remember, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. We are free and available on all platforms and streaming on YouTube. Let's run through the final box score for you real fast as the Orlando Magic defeat the Boston Celtics 103-102. Um, unlike a lot of games, just not like a bunch of huge standout performances, just a bunch of solid games, uh, from a lot of guys. Um, and so, you know, again, we're, we're, we're expecting, you know, the magic are going to have their struggles. We're, we're, we're kind of looking at some ups and downs, uh, for, for a lot of players, the starters had their issues in this game, but the magic still had some really nice performances. Um, I want to single out a couple here. Let's start with Mo Bamba, uh, 10 points, three for seven shooting one for two from B on the arc, five rebounds, five blocks as well. Um, Mo had a really good preseason. Let's just let's just put it out there plainly. Uh, I am exp- honestly. Even if Chumo Kiki's healthy, I-, I am fully expecting the Magic to start Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter together to start the season. Um, you know, I think it might be a little bit more matchup dependent. Um, it might be dependent on how quickly Okiki reintegrates into the lineup and gets himself back into kind of playing shape. But I I think that this Carter Bamba thing is real. Um, it- it's been you know, moderately effective. Um, I think the two work really well together. I think it did, you know, because Carter is able to defend a little bit, uh, a little bit of the four. Um, and again, it might depend on who's at the four on the other team. I wouldn't want him guarding Jason Tatum or Kevin Durant or anything like that. But because Carter has been moderately effective guarding fours, um, I think this is something that we're going to see uh, realistically. And both Carter and Bomba played well. Bomba 10 points, three for seven shooting, like I said, five blocks. He's just, he's playing with a ton of confidence. Um, you know, I think, not having that quick hook really helps him on, uh, you know, I think, you know, I, I, I think there is something to that. I think that the new voice in Jamal Mosley has really helped them. I think having a fully healthy off season has really helped them as well. Bamba, like I said, on yesterday's podcast, I, I think this stuff in the preseason is real. I don't think that this is, um, I don't think that this is nothing. I don't think that this is, uh, you know, something that is a preseason anomaly. I think that this is real, you know, again, is he going to be as effective as he's been in the preseason? Probably not. I think we'll see him come down a little bit to earth. Um, I think he's still a little bit inconsistent with his with his impact, but um, he is a hundred times better. Like he is, he is a he has gone, he has improved dramatically. Probably the biggest improvement on the team in the preseason. Um, Bo had a, had a, again didn't score the ball particularly well, but still I think had a really nice game, really impactful game. His block on Romeo Langford, which included a stare down. I love that attitude. I love that attitude. He needed that. He needs to feel that way. He needs to feel like he can take on that challenge of guarding a perimeter player and devouring his shot at the rim if he even thinks about driving at him. That that, that play is an encapsulation of what we thought Mo Bamba would be. And again, it's taken us four years to get to this point, but we are seeing it so clearly now. Um, And, and it's really, really exciting. I'm, I'm really, really happy for Mo. And, and I think he's, I think, again... Would not surprise me if he's an opening night starter. Would not surprise me if he is, you know, again the Magic play the Spurs. They play Lonnie Walker at the four, I think. Um, you know, they play Yaka Purtle at the five. Uh, the Knicks play Julius Randle, and uh, I, I think I, I don't think they're using Julius Randle as their center. I think it's Julius Randle and Nerlens Noel, or Julius Randle and Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson at the five. There, um, the 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 Magic, I think, are going to go big. Um, I think they're gonna they're gonna use this two big lineup. Um, and, and use it effectively. Uh, as good as Mobamba's played, don't want to take anything away from Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter, thirteen points, four for seven shooting, five for five from the foul line, nine rebounds, two uh, two steals, a block. You know, only issue is five turnovers for him. Um, Wendell's been really good, uh, and you know, Wendell's a lot more understated. He doesn't make all the same kind of highlight reel plays that Mo does, um, but Wendell is really good. Um, you know, and and I've been really impressed with Wendell Carter. I've been really impressed with how he's played uh, and, and the contributions that he's made, especially defensively, um, you know, Carter, Carter's comfortable shooting that jumper. And, and, and I'm sure Bulls fans will tell you that was a huge deal for him um, in Chicago. Um, he, he, he looks a lot better. Um, and so I, I, I'm intrigued to see what he gives this team this year. Um, Franz Wagner uh, in 28 minutes, scores seven points, three for eight shooting, two rebounds, two assists, two steals. One block. Um, he is the only starter with a positive plus minus, but that's also because he finished the game. Um, I, I know people have been kind of struggling to, to get Franz Wagner because of his box score stats. And and that, that box score that I read in 28 minutes, seven two for eight shooting, that's one for five. So all essentially all of his misses were threes. His only two-point miss was a block at the rim. Um, I, I'll say this. Watching Franz live for the first time, you get it a little bit more um, like his cutting is a real thing. It, it does help this team. His defensive positioning is really good. He has a really strong defensive understanding. I can see why coaches love this kid, really strong defensive understanding, really strong at knowing where to be. He's shooting into gaps right now. He's going for steals a little bit too much for my liking, but I think that's what the magic want him to do. Um, and, and, and obviously, like I said, he has, if you have Mobamba back there blocking shots, you can, you can take, you can take some more risk. You can gamble a little bit more. Um, but I'll, I think, I think I would say this too. Offensively, I think Franz is getting more comfortable. I think that he is getting more confident with a shot and more confident of what, where he can find his shots. Um, I think Franz has suffered the most from all the injuries the magic have faced this, this preseason, um, because the team just isn't uh, able to put him in the right spots, um, put him in spots that are advantageous to him. And, and, and again, I think we're seeing Franz kind of take that step up, um, and take that step forward and, and, I really liked the game that he played. I really liked how he played this game. And I was really impressed with him um, throughout the course of the game. And I think he's going to get better. So my my, my concern level with Franz Wagner has definitely decreased. Um, Cole Anthony, 11 points, 5 for 14, shooting 1 for 6 from beyond the arc, 6 rebounds. Um, I would say this. Uh, I think Cole Anthony's shot looks a lot quicker and more compact. Uh, you know, I think he said that, that he felt like he had a little bit of a hitch or or that you know he was he was a little bit concerned about his shot. His shot is he's you know Cole Anthony's never short on confidence, but his shot, but in person his shot looks a lot quicker. He's able to get it up. Um, I think he was gunning a little bit in this game, and I think you're gonna have to deal with a little bit of that with Cole Anthony, which is okay. Um, but you know I I I I really like what I've seen from Cole Anthony throughout the course of the preseason, so I'm not gonna let one bad game or one kind of inefficient game get get by me. Um, R. J. Hampton, 20 points. Six for 10, shooting two for five from beyond the arc, six for seven, eight rebounds, two assists, two steals. Um, when Hampton, I think Hampton, I think is going to be a little bit of a wild card. He's going to do a little bit of everything. Um, he's still at his best when he's in transition, kind of going straight line drive to the basket. Did a lot of that really, really well. Again, I, I I was really, I really liked RJ Hampton's game. I, I really like his game in general. It's just about getting him to control his speed. Uh, and so second half, especially, he controlled the speed really effectively, and he was a really big part of the Magic winning this game. He had that nice crossover move on Bruno Fernando that led to a two-handed dunk. Um, did a lot of really good things. So, you know, again, I'm I'm really impressed with RJ Hampton. Um, the Magic did begin to sort of run something that looked like a regular rotation, at least through the first two and two and a half, three quarters. Um, so the Magic, again, I think did some really good things and had a really impressive game. Orlando shoots 46.4% from the floor, 9 for 31 from B on the arc, 16 for 18 from the foul line. They turned the ball over 15 times, most of that in the first half. They really controlled their turnovers in the second half. That helped them stay in the game. Boston shoots 42.9%, 13 for 39 from beyond the arc, 11 for 14 from the foul line. They turned the ball over 12, to, only 12 times, and that was a big deal for them. Aaron Nesmith with 23 points, Romeo Lankford with 12, and Peyton Pritchard with 10 before he had to leave the game, leave the game with what looked like a broken nose. The Orlando Magic defeat the Boston Celtics 103-102 to 102 in their final preseason game. Why the preseason showed the Orlando Magic may actually have an identity. That's coming up here in just a moment. But first, Online is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field for another football season. We're halfway through the college football season already and a quarter of the way through the NFL season. So it's hard to believe how quickly this all flies by. And everyone will stop watching anyway because basketball is back. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. The first thing that that we all noticed when we walked into the Advent Health Practice Facility for what was really the first time in more than a year um, earlier this this training camp um, was the big bright blue bell um, in the corner over by the trainer by the trainer's room. Um, you've heard us talk about this. You've probably heard players talk about bell ringing plays. And you know, frankly, this feels like a gimmick. Um, you know, it feels like we went into the box of gimmicks and found something, um, you know, I, I'm sure we will see a hardworking championship belt. I know that's something Dallas does. There's there's all these little gimmicks that teams do to, to, to get players focused on the things they want them focused on, the things they want them working on, the things they want them thinking while they're on the court. For the Magic, it is the belt. And what is the belt? As Jamal Mosley explained early in the preseason or early in training camp, the bell is rung when players make winning plays in practice. That's diving on the floor. That's making a big three-pointer. That's blocking a shot. That's taking a charge. It's, it's not just hustle plays. It's not a hustle bell. It is a winning plays bell. And for a young team that's going to have its struggles, it's that, that everyone anticipates to go through kind of a learning, learning curve this year and, and, and growing pains, as young teams often do, and certainly you know, we, we understand that the Magic have a little bit of a talent deficit as well, Focusing on these little things, on little winning habits is going to be key. Um, you know, Mosley has said it. I think the, the, the basketball management staff has said it. I think everyone has essentially said it, that the focus is on day-to-day winning, doing little things day-to-day, like tearing things down to their studs and just folk and building it back up bit by bit by bit by bit. And that bell is that little bit. is Ringing that bell is one brick being laid down. Ringing that bell again is another brick being laid on top of it. And it's getting players in the mindset of the things they're going to have to do to win games. They may not win a lot this year. We may not have a wall of our house built by the end of the season. But bricks will be built. That foundation will be set so that the team can begin building upon it at the end of the year. We talk a lot about these amorphous kind of buzzwords around the NBA. Culture, identity, all these kind of things. But the actual work of building it is extremely difficult. The actual work of building a a culture that pushes the team forward, that pushes a a certain identity, is not easy, and it's not straightforward. That's the truth. It's not straightforward. But you can see it happening as it's happening. And if the team stays bought in, if this team stays into this idea, into what these the coaches are preaching and what the team is preaching, they may still find success. They may still find a little pocket of success. Again, I find the bell like as a a little bit of a hokey gimmick. I, I don't think you could pull that off with a veteran team. With a young team though, with an impressionable team, with a team that's eager to prove themselves, that's eager to learn, it is the perfect tool. And frankly, that bell which maybe the Magic should start selling if things get really good this year. Um, That bell is this team's identity because everyone gets into it when bell plays are made. When bell plays are made, you can feel the energy in building with the team change. This is going to be a team that relies heavily on momentum, that relies heavily on each other, to push themselves forward, to give themselves a chance to win. Everyone's going to have to work together, and everyone's going to have to beat each other's energy throughout the course of the season. I think a lot. I thought a lot about that third quarter stretch in Wednesday's game. The Magic were facing a two-three zone from the Celtics. Jeff Doughton got to about the free throw line. Wendell Carter is doing the right thing, sneaking behind the zone, behind that backline zone. Doughton fed him a perfect bounce pass. Carter rose up and dunked over Bruno Fernandez. The energy in the building, they're at home. So the fans get into it. There's it a huge play, a great dunk. You don't see that Wendell Carter make plays like that all the time. He has, but not all the time. The Magic's bench just, you know, they could they could see it coming before it happened. They were standing as Wendell Carter jumped. Cole Anthony was doing his little flex thing. At, like he made the dunk. Hey, we know how tied together this team is. We know how close this group is. But stuff like that, that gives you energy. And I don't think it was a coincidence that that energy built upon itself. That the very next play, R.J. Hampton crossed over Bruno Fernando and got a two-handed dunk over the defense as well. That energy builds. That energy can build upon itself. And if this Magic team is going to be successful, they need to make those bell plays. They need to make those plays because it lifts everybody up. It keeps everyone engaged in the game. And especially at home, both Sunday and Wednesday, players credited the fans for giving them energy. They want the fans to be part of this too, to be bought in, to be into this too. And, and again, it's a preseason game. but The Amway Center crowd was really good. It was really into the game. You know, again, it, A, it was nice to be in a, full, in a relatively full stadium, you know, back, you know, watching the game with very few restrictions. You know, I'm still wearing my mask when I go to games. But the Magic found something. That bell means something. It's not just a gimmick. It's not just a hokey thing. It means something. It means this team's identity. We know this team doesn't have the most offensive players. We know this team is extremely young and they're going to make a ton of mistakes. But this team still wants to be about something. They want to be about their defense and the hustle plays that it takes to play good defense, to get after, to get into guys, to put some pressure on on opponents. They want to make opponents' lives miserable. And there's no reason to think they can't do that, that they can't be pesky and pester teams defensively. They absolutely can. They have the talent. They have the ability to do so. And that's who this team wants to be. With a new coach with so many new players, with a new system, with new everything essentially for this franchise, the Magic certainly knew that they wouldn't be perfect by the end of this preseason. But they probably wanted to exit with an idea of who they're going to be. And I think we still have some things to clean up defensively and still some things to learn about who this group is offensively. And obviously, three really important players to integrate back into the rotation at some point down the line. But I'll say this. I think we have exited the preseason knowing exactly what this team is going to be about exactly the kind of group they want to be exactly the kind of game they want to play the standard they want to set the magic have exited the preseason with an identity with the hints of a culture and whether that identity, whether that culture can withstand the marathon of an NBA season is going to be one of the big questions of this year. But the more times that bell rings, whether in games or in practice, the better off the magic will be. And hopefully the message that bell is supposed to send has imprinted itself on this team. Because if it has, Orlando has really accomplished one of the first steps of any rebuilding team. And that's to find their identity and the thing they can hang their hat on. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himboy, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. You can also find us on YouTube to watch our show there as well. Just subscribe at Locked On Magic. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. Thanks again for making Locked on Magic part of your daily routine, whether it we're your first listen every day or whether we're part of your lunch or workout routine. We truly appreciate you listening to Locked on Magic. On tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, we will talk about our takeaways from the preseason, kind of go back, pull back the microscope, and take a look at the bigger picture when it comes to the Magic's preseason, what we've learned about this team before the regular season begins. Now, go make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available on all platforms. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.